Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I'm Aaron Stump. This is usual uh, drive out of the house edition on a very, very cold day here in Iowa in February 2021. Thank you for listening. We are um, just starting a new chapter of the podcast on intersection types. And uh, it's a, definitely a, an important topic in type theory. Uh, not Maybe not as applicable most of the time in to programming languages, but definitely in sort of the theory of types and intersection types are an important topic. And uh, I'm interested in them, well, mostly for some tie-ins to relational type theory that I want to explore. But that, that's not going to enter into this chapter. We're just going to talk about classic results in the theory of intersection types. And so uh, first, let's just briefly remind ourselves what intersection types are. So um, in some typing disciplines, like Curry-style typing, where you can assign more than one type to a term, it can happen that a single term can be assigned several different types. So as we mentioned last time, like the identity function, you can assign it type bool-to-bool, as well as type car-to-car, let's say. You have two base types, bool and car. Um, and, and, and in fact, an infinite number, infinitely many other types could be assigned to the identity function. And, uh, and when you're thinking about infinitely many types sort of uniformly, like t- types T arrow T for any types T, then you're naturally led to polymorphic typing where you say, oh, okay, I'm going to internalize this meta-level fact, this fact that at, this, at the meta-level of our discourse that I have, um, you know, I can type the identity with type T arrow T for any type T, can internalize that as a type for all, t, you know, for all X, X to X. And that's the polymorphic type you give to the identity function. But intersection types, so that's a form of intersection, as I was talking about last time. But intersection typing is usually referring to binary intersections, where you just say, I've got two possibly rather unrelated types um, that I'm assigning to the, uh, the same term. And then I can, so if I can assign type A to a term T, and I can assign type B to a term T, then I can also assign type A intersect B if your system has intersection types. Okay, so, um, you know, this is sort of, you know, pretty intuitive, makes pretty good intuitive sense. Uh, it's not super clear what this is really useful for, but I'm going to tell you today about an amazing application of this. It's so crazy. When I first heard this, I thought it doesn't make sense. It, it must be, it can't be possible. So with intersection typing, you know, with, with regular type systems, like, say, simple types, Okay, if you have pure lambda calculus and just simple types, then you can prove that every typable term is normalizing. It's got to reduce in a finite number of steps to a normal form. Okay, and same thing with polymorphic typing. You can prove that if a term um, is typable in system F, pure lambda calculus term, there's no fixed point or recursion or anything like that added to the pure lambda calculus that you can type with just the pure types of system F. Uh, anyway, typable terms in system F are also normalizing. This is a celebrated result of Jean-Yves Girard. Now, um, so yes, you can prove the same sort of thing about intersection types, okay? But that's not the exciting part. The exciting part <laughs> is that you can act, so that's the soundest result. Everything you can type is normalizing. The incredible thing, which seems like it shouldn't be possible, is that you get a completeness result. Every normalizing term can be typed with intersection types. Whoa, that's, that's mind-blowing, doesn't that? That's got to break something, right? 
some fundamental recursion theoretic fact must that that must be contradicted by that? No, it's not, and um, it's it's uh, sort of a matter of some deep. You know, you might have some deep head scratching about that, but it's not. We with intersection types, you can have a type system which is sound and complete for normalization. If your program is normalizing, you can type it, and if you can type it, then it's normalizing. Again, seems like it should be impossible. Ooh, bald eagle sighting. Bald eagle sighting. I'm driving to Walmart. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, we have exotic sites to see on the way to stores here in Iowa. Uh, like, oh my goodness, there's more bald eagles. Okay. Uh, or maybe just hawks, sorry. Nope, there's definitely bald eagle. Okay. I, I have only lived here for 13 years, so it's still kind of exciting to me to see bald eagles. Anyhow, uh, so, okay, so I want to give you a taste of this amazing result. I only had the pleasure to learn about it. Not, you know, I don't know, over the past seven or eight years or something, I, I was made aware of this result. It's rather a classic result. It's been known for quite a while. Um, my source I'm using for this is part three of Berendrecht's Monster Lambda Calculus with Types book that I mentioned um, recently on the podcast. And I was lucky enough to get a PDF off his website before he had to remove it for, from uh, when it's time to actually publish the book. And, uh, but there's, you know, so I, I don't know what's a great sort of tutorial other reference. Um, I can look around and see if I can find something. If you want me to, just send me an email. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, I'm going to give you a taste of how you prove that uh, if you have a normalizing term, then you can assign it a type in the intersection type system. And the proof really has two steps. The first is you prove that all normal forms can be assigned a type in an intersection typing system with, uh, I think we're talking about here like simple types with some base types. Maybe you only just need one. I don't know. I have to double check that. And then these intersections, okay? So you prove that normal forms can be typed and then you prove this thing, which usually is not true. Uh, in most type systems out there that you might be interested in, you prove a beta expansion property. Okay, so usually when you have a type system, you have, uh, uh, they call it type preservation. If you have a typable term and that term can take a step with beta reduction, then the result is still typable. Okay, so typing is closed under beta reduction. If you have a typable term, the term steps, it's still typable. Now, the, uh, the amazing thing is with intersection types, you get a beta expansion property. Okay, it goes the other way. It says if you have a typable term, and there's some term that in one step can reduce to that, in general, we can extend this to many steps, but let's just start out saying one step. So I've got a typable term, and I've got some term that steps to that typable term. Then the term that stepped to the typable term is also typable. So typing is preserved backwards in the beta reduction relation. In other words, it's preserved under beta expansion, okay? And this thing, this property usually totally fails for a mainstream kind of like type system for a programming language, right? Like take three, okay? You know, three is a typable term. Uh, but now consider the term lambda x dot three applied to kaboom, where kaboom is some horrible untypable monstrosity, okay? That's not typable, right? So that's a, when you reduce that term, you know, lambda x3 erases its argument. So you can call it with an untypable argument and, and still get a typable result. That's fine. But the, the term itself that ha has 
this application to an untypable argument isn't typable because it's got an untypable argument. Okay, so um, we're going to fix this problem. Now, actually, that problem is kind of easy to fix. You basically just say, I've got some magic type that applies to all terms. Okay, so we've got some type U in the Baron Direct chapter, chapter there. They talk about, have some type U, I suppose, for universal or something. And uh, any term has this type. Okay, and so 3 has type int, let's say, and lambda x3 applied to, you know, lambda x3 can then be given type u arrow int, and then you can apply it to any old crazy thing you want, and it's, um, it's still going to be typable. Okay, so there, uh, there are, there are terms, you can now give u, you can assign type u to anything you want, um, but you won't be able to assign more specific types than that to certain terms. Okay, but that's actually not really the most interesting problem with uh, beta expansion. The interesting thing is, like, you know, so say I've got a lambda abstraction and I apply it to an argument, right? When I do a reduction, a beta reduction, I'm going to take that argument and I can stick it in several different places in my term, okay? And now, say, you know, I say I do this and now I say, oh, can I type that term? And it might be the answer is, yeah, sure, you can type that term assigning using different types for the argument at different places where you substituted it in. Okay? So in other words, if you take a beta direction step, you've taken the argument, you've stuck it several places, and you now kind of have the opportunity to use different types for those different places where you put the argument. Like say you have the identity function. In one place, you might sign the identity function bool to bool. In another place, with the very same identity function that you you thinking of as an argument in some beta direction, this identity function, maybe you need to use it at a higher type, like bool to bool to bool to bool or something. Okay, so you plop it down, and um, so what we're saying is if a if a, a contractum of a beta redex, that is the term you get by doing a beta reduction, if that contractum is typable, well, there's a bunch of occurrences of an uh, the argument. Let's say there's more than one. Okay, there's a bunch of occurrences of that argument that have different types. And when you try to abstract those out, you know, abstract the argument out to do a beta expansion step, you, you have, you have, you're not sure what type to give it because you have more multiple ones you need to give it. Hey, does this start to sound like intersection typing is a solution? You betcha. Because now, right, you say, oh, I, I had this argument, let's just call it A, I had this argument in a beta redex, and I've stuck it several places, and I needed, when I typed the contractum, I needed to give A, you know, four different types. Cool. Now you can give A the intersection of those four types, and you can say that your the function, the lambda abstraction that's part of your beta redex, um, takes in lambda x of type the intersection of those four types you need x to have. And all of a sudden, you've been able to sort of abstract out a term at different types uh, and, and get a, a typable term. So that's kind of the key idea. So basically you say, well, if we can show, and I need to review this myself, I didn't review it yet, so I'm sorry, I can't tell you, and I'm almost out of time here. I'm, here I am, we're on, on my destination. Um, you need to show that normal forms are typable, and then you show that um, we've just sort of given an informal argument that beta expansion preserves typeability. And so that means if you've got a normalizing term, well, that means it reduces to normal form. The normal form is typable, kind of go backwards, and you see that your beta, uh, go backwards with beta expansion, and your starting term is typable too. And that shows that normalizing terms are typable with intersection types.
Okay, so we'll finish that up by talking about why normal forms are typable um, in intersection typing uh, the next time. Okay, hope you are well where you are. Thank you for tuning in. Send me any emails if you have questions or suggestions, and wish you well.